thanks for joining me for another episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This one I interviewed a guy named Tab Pierce and he owns security business and he is pretty fun to talk to. He wrote a book called Upsurge, The Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. And that caught my attention because the idea of rebuilding, of taking what you've learned from a challenging situation and applying it and redirecting your life really is right up my alley. And I feel like he learned a lot from the experience of being over three quarters of a million dollars in debt and the depression that came from that, but also learning how to shift it from a place that could have emotionally crippled him, but actually gave him encouragement and the, through the adversity, a little kick in the tush to actually not only shift his business and create a new one called Refiners as well, but to really look at his own life and see who he was. And I believe that the more examples we have of that in the other humans walking this planet, the more permission we give ourselves to you know, take those chances, but also make a few mistakes and come back and recalibrate and then see where we can take it in the future. So join us as we talk about all of these characteristics and how you can learn how to be a healthy narcissist, as he states it. And I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you at the next episode too. So I'm so grateful to have Tab Pierce, great name by the way, on Intuition Your First Sense. And I always feel like the guest does a better job of describing who they are than I will. So you wanna let us know who you are? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And, and it's funny, you know, it's, um, what a name, huh? And, you know, I, I hated that name up till I was about eighth grade. And then one day the teacher said, Steve, and about three guys looked up and I was like, wow, that'll never happen to me. So I think that was about the first time when I was like, maybe I have an okay name. Uh, but to give you kind of a background, um, uh, serial entrepreneur is probably the best way to describe me. Uh, I have, um, three companies, uh, Caliber Security Partners, which we'll probably dive into a lot here, uh, a minority owner in a, in a uh, security recruiting company, cybersecurity recruiting company, and uh, a newer company called Refiners that's kind of a, a business community. So that's, you know, that's me in a nutshell. And, you know, people like to say, well, what do you do for fun? And I go, well, let me tell you about my businesses because that <laughs> seems to be what I do. I, I can appreciate that because... It, it, I think it's part of the entrepreneurial DNA that uh, this, it, while it's not the easiest trip, uh, it's definitely something that is fun. It's always shifting. You know, it's changing and it grows as we grow. And it, it does, I get excited talking about it stuff too, so I understand that. And I think serial entrepreneur is basically in the name, right? Because entrepreneur, you get in, you figure something out, you get out, you know, you go to something yeah. else. So um, it's good to know that about ourselves and that at this point, I don't know about you, but I could not work for someone else anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably not built for that anymore. I'm not sure I ever was built for, but I'm definitely not built today for that. Yeah. And it's good working with people in contract. Wonderful collaboration. And like your refiners, I saw that. I looked that up. Uh, so I was interested in you and the title 
Upsurge, Wreckage to Triumph, Rebuilding Your Personal and Business Life. I feel like I do that in every session I'm in. So it caught my attention. So great marketing. Um, but I'd like to hear how that came to be because there's always a story behind somebody's book. And I think there's a lot of message uh, for others, you know, because we like to think we're all that unique, but people are pretty similar. Um, we just have unique characteristics. So tell us, and, and, and feel free to go wherever you want, but tell us how Wreckage to Triumph, there's a story there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's interesting because the book itself uh, didn't start off as a book. You know, I, I wrote I wrote the first chapter, um, which is um, about about my thoughts or about our thoughts, and um, I I remember jokingly, you know, writing it to to myself, and then afterwards went I'm going to call that chapter one just because I'm that's just how I think, you know, like you know I just quirky personality. And then later on, I, I, I wrote another, um, whatever you wanted to call it at the time, called, you know, and I called it Burn Baby Burn because it was just about like trying to get enough energy and trying to get enough focus and trying to get enough uh, excitement in my life. That And I, and I wrote that and called, said chapter two. And then I went, huh, you know what? I, and it was actually, I was driving into the office and I was thinking about that and I went, I'm writing a book. And that was just the click of it. And so the reason why I say that is because the journey of the book starts off with me really being in a bad, dark place. Mm -hmm. And and then to where I ended up uh, with, um, you know, in, in, a, in a much different place, you know, just, but, but what got us there, what, what got me to the point of writing a book, uh, you know, we, the business is caliber was going great. We were doing fantastic and we made a series of, unfortunate mistakes like we do in life and, mm -hmm. and when the dust settled we were $750,000 in debt uh, to about 18 different you know people agencies companies and, you know and, and depending upon your listener you know some people are like oh 750 is a lot other people will be like dropping the bucket but right. for us for us it was a lot mm -hmm. and you know it brought me down into um, you know despair um depression uh you know thoughts of you know just how just what a fraud and a fake i was and all of that stuff that's kind of the backstory i guess yeah i find often the the life experiences do lead to the books at least the books i want to read uh, <laughs> you know because that's my business a lot of the times i'm seeing people in their kind of darkest places and saying, it's okay. We're, we're going to figure this out. We're going to shift to help you. Um, <laughs> yeah, she likes to be part of the podcast. Um, my listeners are well aware of her because there's no way to edit a 17 year old cat. <laughs> she's just, she's in charge of everything. But that's, that was one of the things because this is life, right? The, we go through the roller coasters, if you will, the up, the down, it's definitely business. And the feeling of uh, depression in an energetic sense is being trapped in that fear and the what ifs and you likely had employees that you cared about, that you were worried about. And, you know, the integrity, not only yours, but the business. And it can very much feel, uh, 
I don't want to put words to your experience, but it can, I find for, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, it can feel like one of those fire blankets, right? That's over top of you and you're like, I just can't breathe, I can't move. Um, should I move? Do I know what the hell to do? You know? Oh, I, man, I, I live that. You know, I mean, I remember, you know, I talk about it in the book. I, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks, but I remember sitting in front of the TV set with my wife next to me with the TV on and I don't watch TV and, and just, you know, just staring off into the space going over every yeah. possible negative scenario that could come out. It wasn't a positive one out there. I mean, uh, and not you know, and my wife wanting deeply to help me and be mm-hmm. there for me in that, and and I just wasn't in a position to to do anything but think inside my head or just stay in there. Well, and sometimes that is part of the process. Like, I, I'm a big believer in feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't feel them, you're going to be stuck in them way longer than two weeks. You're going to be in there for years if you don't feel your way through the emotions. And sometimes I think it's viewed like if you're in business, there's no emotion to it, but that's still a human at the helm, you know? So especially if you started the company, I I find it sometimes people have a hard time separating their identity from this company, which which is needed. It's needed. Oh yeah, man. You just, you know, that's a home run statement right there because you know, that's what I was, right? I mean, I was like, you know, I was like really great. Hey, look at me. I'm doing fantastic. And then all of a sudden, you know, my, you know, the, the, the business falls apart and I fall apart and yeah. then we'd have a good day and I'd have a good day. And it was up and down, up and down. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, it was out of desperation or survival that I finally learned that, you know, this company can go up and down sideways, whatever it's going to do, but it is not me. It is absolutely not me. Fantastic. Uh, because it can, it can be so demoralizing it, when oh, you're, yeah. When your personal value is attached to anything other than self, you know, and actually you had a great uh, quote I saw that was being the um, healthy narcissist (laughs) because it's such a word that's thrown around now that I was like, oh, I want to ask him about this and I'll, I'll tell you afterwards why it struck for me. Give us a little bit of that premise for you. Like what did that... I catch a certain amount of flack because I, I titled a chapter "Healthy Narcissist" and I, you know, and people, it's it's interesting because people like I know narcissists. It's like there's like thirty one out of every thirty thousand is an actual narcissist, but everybody knows one. So right, right, right. Um, you, you know, the premise was is that you know I came out of this, and once I once I I had that experience, I had this just overwhelming positive feeling about myself about what I could accomplish and what I could do and I felt you know really really good about who I was I mean just you know not not before where I was where there was a level of arrogance and probably bravado but just like really really good feeling about myself and who I am and you know I you know which is honestly what led to refiners because it became how do I help other people Mm -hmm. and what what I found is that you know the women were open men would be like oh my business is going great and there's this and there's that and then i would tell them what was going on in mine and they'd go well, actually my business isn't going that great right now and and so i found out that that healthy narcissist side allowed me to kind of help people up so it's like i'm going to feel great about myself i'm going to do everything i possibly can to help other people along the way and that's fantastic i agree with you that everybody knows the narcissist because uh, i'll often say well maybe there's some tendencies there 
but a true diagnosis is is pretty rare because that's a wiring thing. But the reason that that bounced to me is I have been accused, and I hold this in a very heartfelt place because I love it, of teaching selfishness. And I do because selfishness means to take care of self. The difference is you don't want to be self-centered. So exactly. if, if you're taking care of yourself, you're the healthy narcissist. You're the person yeah. that says, listen, I have to take care of, I have to have boundaries. I have to know if this relationship works for me, if this is a good contract for us in order to have that sustainability in business and in life. So if you, you know, someone would say to me, I'm being so selfish. I'm like, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, we all know people that, 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 help everybody else but don't help themselves yeah and normally they're miserable people they are because and they're always like they're always looking for at external things or people to provide that for them like i'm giving all of this why aren't i receiving well once you receive for yourself from yourself yeah. and that's hard for people it is incredibly challenging to step out of that other people's opinion of me is where my value is um, and, and come to a space of, oh, I might want to value myself. Um, because then that also allows other people to show up who genuinely value, you know, they're not giving you a line of hooey for what, you, for what you can do for them, yeah. if you will. So, so you shift, you obviously shifted because the business is still going yeah, yeah. Uh, and thriving. So what, out of that, that, um, learning, because it is often the times where we feel the most cramped um, and we feel the most pressurized, you know, the little diamonds that we are, that we end up growing and expanding beyond whatever our previous limitations were. So what, what have you done? Like, how did you shift that personally and in business? You mean, how, you mean how, did I, how did I reach a point of, of, of better health mentally and, and in the company with how things, you know, it was, it was, it was over time. It was, it was day upon day. And, and there was, you know, there were times when I would just say, um, today I'm going to do this day really, really well. And these are the things I'm going to do. And if, at the end of the day, if I can do these things well, I can put my head on the pillow and I can say, that oh, was a good day. And then I'm not even going to worry about tomorrow. I'm just going to do today. And then tomorrow, I'll, you know, hopefully get up and do the same thing. And, you know, what I learned is that, you know, uh, you know, I, I've, I've always been a planner, but I became this just massive detail, just like, you know, planner that, you know, I'm, I'm like fanatical about it, you know, to, to the moment right now. And, you know, so that became part of it. The other thing was, is that, you know, I learned just how much power uh, that I had that I wasn't using and, and not in a bad, you know, not to crush people, you know, right. like, you know, uh, but you know, to, you know, like when we owed that debt, you know, I felt like I was beholden to people like, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't pay the debt. I'm sorry about this. And I know you want your money. So I'm going to, I'm going to make a really, really strong, aggressive comment that I'm going to make you, that I'm going to pay. And I did often would fall back. What I, what I learned was, you know what, uh, Good, bad, or indifferent. I I'm the key to them getting their money back. Mm -hmm. And uh, if 
if I'm not truthful and if I don't hold the power and if I'm not, if I don't go back to them and say, I know you're not going to like what I have to say, but this is the reality, you know, and, and like for the hard money lender, you know, you know, I had to put them in bay for two years and they were crushing and I had to go back and just go, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, but I had the power because ultimately, you know, um, if I, you know, you know, the, the threat was, um, you know, said I could file bankruptcy. And I can be gone. And but there was power once you learn to do that that you can accomplish great things. And and honestly, you can outlast everything. I I love that you said it was day to day because we're such a society of quick return, or I call it the drive-through belief system. <laughs> like we want to order at a window, order at a kiosk, and have it at the window. And it's but it's the everyday application. I'll often say micro movements matter. They add up the three M's, <laughs> you know, it just, what, it, what is the micro movement we can do today? And, and then, then we'll look at the next one. Then we'll look at the next one. It's kind of like putting down pavers. If you're doing a sidewalk, you don't do it all at once. You put the paper down, stand on it. Wait, wait till we move to that next one. Because amazing insight can come when you're in that focused place, when you're in that, let me address what's right in front of me. And it sounds like, uh, the way I would say that from an intuitive perspective is that when you lined up with you and you got truthful with you and then you became truthful with others, like that just talk about power that ends up helping you to not leak everywhere too. <laughs> you know, something interesting, um, I, as you can imagine, I'm still processing all of this. I mean, this, uh, you know, we, we finally ended up paying the debt. I think it was June 18th. Uh, 2019. So, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just what, almost 18 months ago. And so there's a part of me that's still processing this. And, um, you know, for a while there, you know, uh, you know, I would tell people about the story and I'd smile. I'd smile like, ah, oh, you know, this happened, this happened. I'd smile. And people are like, why are you smiling? And I'd go, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I don't know. But, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to asterisk myself. I'm not an expert on PTSG or PTSD, whichever one, post-traumatic stress disorder or growth. But honestly, I feel like I am experiencing post-traumatic growth. Yeah. I mean, all these things that I experienced, I would not be growing the way that I'm growing today if I hadn't experienced them. So as horrible as that was, it's equally beautiful today. So that's to me, is the win that people have to let them get them, themselves get. Yeah, and and a lot of that is you being willing to sit there and look at it and to say, how can I be in integrity with myself? Because you could have filed bankruptcy. You could have been out and created a new corporation the very same day. The way Which that, is what people told me to do. <laughs> well, that's the way our system's set up, right? But, yeah. it, but it would not have set you up for success as a being and then success in the company because... You know, I wrote a blog post one time that said, integrity takes grit. It's right in the word. <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, it takes grit to show up every day, every moment, and to really look at, well, okay, I know where the bottom is. Yeah. So, so here we go. Let's pull it together and let's figure it out because I truly believe that when we get up, it's no longer failure. Like if you stayed in that just watching TV and, you know, just pulled into yourself, yeah, we could probably call that failure. But if you got back up again and you looked for just the gift in it, the brilliance in it, 
it does provide a little bit of rocket fuel, I think. And you know what I find interesting is people see where you're at today, right? And like I've had people say, oh, you, you, you know, you were such a warrior. You went out there and you did that. You conquered it. And I said, you know, it's funny you say that because our perception of a warrior is that they're in this great, you know, eye or whatever it is, you know, this this outfit that's shiny and perfect. The, the truth is, is I'm, I imagine a warrior comes back completely decimated, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, they're, it's beat up and everything else. You know, and I, I told people, it's like, you know, I was early on, I was a warrior that had the strength to drag their sword into battle. That was all I had. I got up and I went and I dragged my sword to battle and that was it. I didn't have the, I didn't have the strength to pick it up. And, but I, I think we have to be okay with that's how it is. Mm-hmm. We, we're gonna we're gonna do what we have to do, regardless of how painful that is. Yeah, and I find that the brilliance that shows up in the ideas and the even the habits that get formed. You know, now a, a super planner, so you won't walk into that situation again because yeah. the the neural pathways have been laid down to say, no, dude, don't do that. Yeah, 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 amen. (laughs) Where do you feel, or do you feel, I shouldn't lead you, but do you feel like when you were going through that and people were saying, just close your business and, and, and walk away and save yourself, basically, uh, your, your integrity was there, but do you also feel like there was some knowing or some intuitive push that said, let's just keep going? Um, well, I'm not going to let you lead me. No, <laughs> you know the the early on what it was is that a quarter of a million of that was owed to the IRS, and so the IRS doesn't forgive your debt. Right. And so the reason why I kept going was because the best way for me to repay that debt was my worst nightmare at the company. But it was after a while of doing that and a small win and a small win and a small win and that 18 going to 14 to 12 and beyond that I started to get this like unbelievable sense you know each day I went by and I started going I think I can do this you know I actually think I'm going to be able to pull this off Mm -hmm. and it went from I'm gonna I think I can pull it off to I know I'm gonna pull it off and that didn't mean you know the, the end of it when we were paying off I mean we were paying off thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month at the end like six months and we didn't have the money. And I mean, it was, you know, not literally, but it was killing me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during that whole time, I knew as hard as it was that we were going to come out of it the other end. At the front of that, I didn't. At the end of that, I did. That I, I love your honesty because um, people will often walk themselves into that and, and think, I didn't have hindsight. I should have seen this. I didn't have a feeling. And it's like, you can't. Sometimes when you're so locked in survival... You can't have that. It might, I might believe it's my first sense, but when we're human and we're in that place of get through, often the messages don't come through like when you're driving in and you're like, I'm writing a book. Like yeah. to, to me, that's a download. It's like, oh, I am, I, I, I am okay. Yeah. I'm writing a book. So I, I appreciate your, your honesty with that because I, I feel like people can sometimes beat themselves up for not knowing what to do when it's perfectly amazing to say, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to put yeah. one foot in front of the other, and I'm going to keep showing up. And, and that, I think if more people 
hear that along with there is no magic wand <laughs> i'll say that a lot yeah, like there is yeah. no magic wand i don't know who you're waiting for you know some fairy godmother it's not me there is no magic wand we have to work through these things and our beliefs about ourselves because that will definitely impact business so do you f- rely more on that belief in self do you think now yeah you good know, um, <laughs> i um uh so just not to promote refiners, but just to Do use it. as an example, we're having a conference on the 19th and 20th of February. And, you know, you know, one of, one of our speakers is a guy named Naveen Jane, who is a multi-billionaire um, that, um, uh, you know, I've, you know, I've been bugging him to be a speaker, but, you know, and, and the reason why I say that is because I've reached a point where now, you know, the self-worth, the self-confidence, and that is such where where I, I, I'm i now thinking, well, why don't these people want to talk to me? Of course they want to talk to me. Not that I'm so great, but, well, maybe I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you, you know, it's, and so there's this level that I didn't have before that I've grown into. And it's the ability to just know that, that I have value and that I can, I can do some great things. And Mm -hmm. if everybody doesn't see my value, as long as I see my value, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. then I can do great things. People don't have to see my value. And we rely so much on, uh, you know, I said this, like as as an example, my my father, I I love, today would have been my mother and father's 70th anniversary. Um, uh, But neither one of them made it out alive. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we really do. (laughs) Yeah. But but my, you know, my, my dad relied so much on other people for his mood. And his self-worth and how he viewed himself. We don't have to do that. All we have to do is rely on ourselves. And if we can get there, we're going to conquer anything. (laughs) And that it's so true. I I feel like often these moments happen, these long moments. It was years. It's not like it, it was in and out. But likely you've had smaller experiences over the lifetime, you know, raising kids or whatever, that you realize, oh, you know what? I've got skills. Like, I've got stuff to offer. And I... I believe that if everyone, I call it the ripple effect, if everyone felt really good about themselves, truthfully, not in bravado and and not in like big ego um, way, if everybody truly felt they they had value and their own worth, I feel like the ripple effect goes out to impact other people in that we're not pulling from someone for you to validate me or you to tell me I'm so great or anything like that. And I feel like it's, it's like I'm, in, I'm almost in anticipation of this happening to humanity. So the whole universe goes, <sighs> you know, it just takes a breath. You know, empathically, I'm waiting for that breath. I'm like, Can, how about half of you? How about half of you? Just, <laughs> because, yeah, just because then we're not looking for the external validation. Yeah. And then you can help others, like your refiners, and and you can do really well in the world. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's crazy just how, how the, the big obstacle is us in life. It's, you know, my, my I'll use my wife as an example. You know, she was a homemaker and um, a caregiver to my mother until she passed for 30 years, basically, of her life. And she came out, you know. Um, you know, the, the kids are gone. My mother passed and she's like, well, what am I going to do? And I said, you can do whatever you want. You know, a lot of women, um, 
you know, continue as homemakers. That's totally fine. Whatever you want to do, that's great. And her, her thought was, well, if I want to get a job, I'm only good enough. Mm-hmm. That was her key. I'm only good enough to get this because I haven't worked in 30 years. Um, she runs her own business today. Three years later, she's killing it. You know, she's has this great self-esteem, all this thing. And I, and I, I every once in a while, I'll say, remember when you said you're only good enough? You still feel you're only good enough to do that? And she's like, no, no, way past that. But we have to, we have to be willing to do that. We have to be willing to get out of our own way. I often encourage that. I find the ego adorable. I think it's, I think it's adorable. There's this little co- corner of it that collects dust and spiders and stuff. But I feel like the ego is what helps us to do those things, right? To say, I mean, let's face it. She was running a business for 30 years. Yeah. (laughs) She was running the kind you don't get to go home from, you know? So her skill set was laid down strong. Like, you know, those are the the, the things that she brought into her business. But that that part of healthy uh, belief in self... It, it shifts that place from I can't to, well, maybe I can. You know, you go from that possibility to probability. You got to put the action in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can't just sit here waiting for it to be delivered. It's not Amazon kind of stuff. So so good for her for realizing and for you being a partner that said, no, I don't think I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I've seen different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? All of our limitations are put there by us. Right. I mean, you know, I, you know, we, we, you know, talking about Naveen Jain that I mentioned, I mean, he, here's a guy that grew up in India where in his town or village or whatever, there was one phone, one phone that somebody had poor, you know, moving to the U S and now being a multi-billionaire, uh, you know, most of us as poor as we were, didn't, didn't live in a community with a single phone. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is like when I look at someone and I see that's happen, I'm always interested in their soul level because I do believe that there's a, a, a drive. There's a certain wiring in each of us. We all have greatness in some area. Uh, but there's that wiring that says, no, I, I, I think you're going to go out and do stuff, some other stuff and then pay that forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, I, the understanding that, yes, we are the often... I have one client, I just love him so much, and he'll say, I'm my own biggest enemy, right? And I say, well, you're not helping yourself the most. Um, but we will we'll shift that. But it's often laid down by childhood and what we watched and society and all that. But to your point, I'm kind of taking over your point here, but to your point that we're in charge of that. Like at a certain point, you're, you're an adult. When you look at that, it's so empowering to be able to say, huh, I am in charge of this. I like the word choose. Um, when people say I can or can't, I said, well, what are we choosing? Mm-hmm. Like, let's make it a choice because it takes the pressure off. What are you choosing? How do you choose to feel? So because the we're, we're going to have an experience, adversity in life, it's just there, um, but it can be the propellant. Yeah. And one of the things I love to tell people is own everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, if, if I'm doing great, I own that. If I'm doing horrible, I own it because if I own it, I can, I can solve it. Right. But if, as soon as I start saying, Oh, you know, this, this, if, if so-and-so wouldn't have done this, this wouldn't happen. Yeah. You know what? If my mom and dad would have been perfect and my dad would have been a bazillionaire and I just would have like, like put some of it away, I'd be a bazillionaire too. Yeah. That's not life. Right. I mean, 
all of us, you know, the, the reason why I'm not a billionaire is because of me, yeah. right? Not, yeah. not because of anybody else. And, and the more you can say that, and that's so hard for some people is to just own it, yeah. you know, own it. And, um, and I love owning everything because it's like, you know, I feel like I can, I, like I, like I'm a gunslinger, you know, I can go in and I can handle anything because I own it. Well, it's like the secret sauce, isn't it? And I find that people don't know how good it feels to say, oh, did I, oh, I did that. Okay. Let me, let me rectify. Let me step back a moment and see how I can shift that. Um, I, I completely, like you said, own that. I feel like people don't understand how good that feels. And it's just like this little zing. It's, it's, it, you're right. And, you know, there's times when I'm like, oh, oh, that screw up was me. I did that. <laughs> Who screwed up? That was me. And it's like, because I get to own it. Right? Yeah. And it's like mine. And so that, that's so much better than just saying, wow, you know, this happened because of circumstances outside of my control. Yeah. Right? The excuse-o-meter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, so it's, I feel like people are wanting more truth within themselves. So I'm grateful because we do need examples. You know, I, I, we learn by example. So the, I feel like the more people that are like, listen, vulnerability is not only really hard, it's amazing because you, yeah. you do feel like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound because you're willing to open not only to what the challenge might be, but what's the possibility? Like, where could this possibly go? And from an energetic standpoint, it lines everything up, and then you don't have to pedal as hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like stuff starts to move out of your way, and you're like, well, dang, that was good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so let's see what else you got, universe. Um, so you have a quote that I took from your <laughs> website that oh, says... Okay. Um, it's a good one. Uh, Tab hopes that the message you take away from your book, just so people know, um, is that you can be strong and powerful in your own adversity. And when I read that, besides agreeing to it, like we've already talked about, um, we uh, what we're going through right now, there is people are facing adversity. They're facing probably the biggest challenge in most of our lives. Um, at least those of us in the fifth generation, fifth decade um, of life, <laughs> you know, when I thought back on it, I'm like, you know, haven't really been all that inconvenienced outside of, you know, family structure stuff. Hmm. And this will air right at the turn of the new year. So mm -hmm. I felt like, oh, this is such a good time to ask you about that. But if there was something you could lay down for people as you know solid advice or concrete you know that whatever you want to offer up would be fantastic about just how strong and powerful we can be in our adversity so the the, the there's certain things i wish i would have learned earlier than i did one is as difficult as the journey is enjoy the journey mm -hmm. enjoy this and see that if you do it and you live it and you go through it on the other side, there is this tremendous growth and there's, you, you know, um, it's a really weird thing. I mean, because people that are going through serious things right now with COVID are going to be like, dude, you're so full of crap. You're so full of crap. Not on my show. <laughs> well, they, okay, well, they will now. They will now. No, um, uh, but, but, but the, the, the thing is, is that I look back, on the experience, it took me three years to go through this. Okay, I look back at this 
with such fondness, such overwhelming joy and happiness that I experienced it. And the reason, the reason why I say that is because as you're going through things step by step, realize that you're building a better you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're building a better you. And that each one of these things, it seems like it's tearing you down or beating you up or just more than you can handle. You're building a better you. Mm-hmm. And just remember, you're constantly building a better you. So every time you take a step and you, and you go through the hard thing day after day and moment after moment, I mean, I plan down to the hour what I'm going to do. And the reason why is because I want to make sure that everything I do is impactful because I know that even, even today, right, I'm still building a better me. I'm not done. I'm not yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. And we, we have to be willing to look at this and say, this is painful and it hurts, and I don't know where my rent's going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to keep my business afloat. I don't know if I'm going to keep my business afloat, but I'm building a better me. Yeah. And just constantly remind yourself you're building a better you. And that, to, to me, that's a lot of what, what got me through. It's like sometimes having to stop and just go, why am I doing this? What's, mm-hmm. And I'd ask myself, what's my win? Mm-hmm. What, what am I getting at this? Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I'd love to say that, oh, I had such great foresight and I saw this person I am today, right? But I didn't. I Not really that. how it works. <laughs> no, I just knew that I could build a better me. And yeah. that's, that's what people need to remember. Thank you for that because it is difficult to remember sometimes in the moment. Um, uh, five years ago, my, my husband passed and people kept saying to me, how are you being this upbeat? Are you not, someone even said I wasn't dealing with my emotions. And I said, oh, I'm very well aware of what this is about. And I understand that whatever, I may not know what comes of this in my own personal expansion, but I do know the gift of what it is right now. And I am going to be so immersed in it that I don't miss something. And it wasn't with a frenetic energy. It was just like in a wonderment that I'm going through this and, and that we, it is, it can be seen as opportunity because I truly believe, you know, our, our, our soul self believes so much more of us than we do. And sometimes yeah. it gets there before we do. <laughs> and we need, to, we need to remember that in the worst situations of life, we have an emotional response. Yeah. But we still get to choose that emotional response. It's up to us to choose that. And like for you, if, if the emotional response you had is contrary to what other people think you're, get, you're supposed to have, yeah. people are like, well, you're not dealing with it. Right. Oh, it's, it's not that I'm not dealing with it. It's just that I choose my emotional response. Exactly. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's living in the moment. And that's, that's where we need to be is mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely where power is. So maybe the intention uh, set for some people, don't go too big in 2021. It Be in the moment. And it's not that you can stay there constantly, but over practice, with practice, there's such a focus that happens that the other practice of being so lost in what might be and the distraction of all that starts to dissipate. As an example, I've got all these things outside of this conversation that's going on in my life, right? As you can imagine, I mean, it's a life. So that's what happens. Other things go on. But in the moment, right here, I'm, I'm 100% dedicated yeah. to this conversation because this is the moment. 
This is the moment of my life right here. Mm-hmm. Not 10 minutes from now, 20 minutes from now. And we need to learn to live in this moment and mm-hmm. be present when we're doing something. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many of these distractions that we're looking at. You know, I mean, we gotta li- we've got to be willing to live in that moment. Yeah, it brings such beauty. Um, it and does. It, and it respects and honors the person we're with or the project we're working on or the bike ride we're taking or... Yeah whatever it, it is, and it dissipates stress. Um, mm. it's, that's one of the, the gifts of in the moment. And you come back to it, and you come back to it, and you come back to it, you yeah. know, so. Where did I go? Yeah, yeah. I so you just follow the breadcrumbs back, and you're like, okay, yeah. here's where I was. <laughs> so thank you. Wait, we're, not, we're not talking perfection, are we? It's not possible. And, yeah. you know, since we are here to expand and grow and learn and, and uh, do it again and again and again. <laughs> like having some humor around that is also very yeah. helpful. I thank you so much for you. being willing to have a chat and all you've contributed. Um, I know my listeners are going to be eating this up. So how can we find you? I'm going to put links in to the well, show notes. Uh, but... They can find me at uh, tabperage.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, and they can reach out to me. Uh, and uh, there's a contact form there. They can they can download my book. I I, I for free. I put it in there because um, I'm you know they can buy it if they want, but they can download it for free if that's what they want. Because mm-hmm. I want that message to get out to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they you know they can they can see what we're doing at refiners.io. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know those are probably the best ways to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I wish you, Thank you. wish you well and. Keep us informed of what you're doing. Be happy to have you back. And Thank you. Um, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're interested in Wisdom Wednesday, feel free to go to the website, vickybaird.com, and check under booking, and you'll find the information there to sign up for the subscription. I am so grateful that you listened to this episode and that you're participating, and I hope you have more of an understanding of how values and our intentions can lead to completing some goals, which then allows us to feel fulfilled. I wish you all the best and be well.